following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, January 1st, 2023, on the basis of Luke chapter 2, verse 21. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. To apply a label to something can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. In a brand new church where there are seemingly dozens of little switches and buttons and drawers and doors, having a, a label maker to label them all is actually very helpful. But on the other hand, we tend to think of putting labels on people as sort of critical and maybe even judgmental. If you've ever had a, a label put on you, you maybe don't think of that as a positive experience. Well, one of the things that can determine whether a label is good or bad is timing. For example, say a, a teenage boy and a teenage girl are starting to like each other a little bit, and they're, they're talking and they're hanging out. They might resist putting a label on their new relationship. On the other hand, if someone were to ask me, who is this woman who always seems to be hanging around, in fact, who has been living in the same house as you for the last 16 years, and I responded by saying, well, I, I kind of like her, but you know what, I don't really want to put a label on it just quite yet. That might get me into a little bit of trouble. In the realm of, of medicine is another example where, let's say your ankle has been bothering you for months on end, and you finally go into the doctor, and an x-ray reveals that you have a stress fracture, that diagnosis, that label puts you on the road to recovery. On the other hand, if you've been struggling with anxiety and wild mood swings, and after one 30-minute conversation with a doctor, he slaps a label on your condition and prescribes some powerful prescription drug, you'd maybe be inclined to think that it hasn't been quite enough time to get to the bottom of it. So here we are. We are nine minutes and, nine, I'm sorry, nine hours and 24 minutes into 2023. Are you ready to put a label on it yet? Best year ever? Worst year ever? To suggest either one at this point in time would probably seem ridiculous, right? On the first day of the year, all we have are our goals and our plans our ambitions and our resolutions. The labels that we apply to 2023 will have to wait at least a little bit longer. And yet already this morning, there is a very important label that we need to pay close attention to. And there is a very specific reason why we are considering it today on this first day of the year. The good news about this label is that we don't have to wait any longer to apply it to ourselves and our lives. And that's because this label doesn't depend on our resolutions. It doesn't rely on our goals or our plans or our willpower or discipline for carrying them out. Everything that is needed for this label to be applied has already been done. And in fact, today we're going to see that not only is it possible for us to use this label, it is incredibly beneficial and even necessary for us to do so. And so as we look at just this one little verse from Luke chapter 2, we're going to see 
that the first thing we should do in 2023 is label. Like I said, there's a reason why we are considering this verse on this day. When most people hear the date January 1st, they immediately think New Year's. But January 1st is also the eighth day of Christmas, the eighth day since Jesus was born. And we know that for every Jewish male, two very important things happened on the eighth day of their life. They were circumcised and they were named. And Luke 2 verse 21 tells us that on the eighth day of his life, both of those things happened to Mary's son. So in a certain sense, it's not at all surprising that on the eighth day, Mary's son was given a name. What's maybe surprising is the name he was given. That name Jesus wasn't just a name that Mary and Joseph liked, a name that they found in some baby book. It wasn't a name that had history in the family. No, this was the name that they had been told to name this child, and it was a name that connected this child already at eight days old to his entire life's purpose and work. In other words, it was more than just a name. It was a label. This kind of thing still happens today, only not always right away when a child is born. In the upcoming year, 2023, England will officially crown its next king. And he will reign as King Charles. Just like when he was born, he was named Charles. The monarch that came before him reigned as Queen Elizabeth. And also at her birth, she was named Elizabeth. But before her was King George. And at his birth, he was actually named Albert. And for all of his childhood, was known by the nickname Bertie. It was only when he became king that he was given a name that tied him to the new office that he was occupying. And he was named King George. And let's be honest, King George sounds a little bit better than King Bertie. You maybe also heard that yesterday, as another example, someone very famous died. Someone named Joseph Ratzinger. At least that's what he was named when he was born. He was later renamed Benedict XVI when he became Pope. But Jesus was given his name when he was just eight days old. Already at that point, tying him to his entire life's work and mission. And in fact, the fact that he was named in conjunction with his circumcision doesn't just let us know that Jesus came to be our Savior, which is what his name means. It also lets us know what type of Savior he came to be. Being circumcised was something that was required by the law of Moses for every Jewish male. And so by being circumcised, Jesus showed that he came to live under God's law as our perfect substitute. He came to live under and keep God's law perfectly in our place. He came to take the penalty for our sins against God's law and pay for it with his death on the cross. Jesus' name unites us with him as our substitute and our Savior. It's an important thing for us to consider on this first day of the year 
which is sort of a, a natural opportunity for us to take a step back and take stock of our lives. To spend a little bit of time deciding what really is most important and what's a little bit less important. What do we really need in the year ahead and what do we need not so much? In fact, it's almost a time where we sort of figuratively find a separate drawer for every single thing that is in our lives and put a label on that drawer that determines when and how much we're going to use that thing. So what's the label that we should put on the drawer that has Mary's son inside of it? He's obviously very important to a lot of people around Christmas time, but what about as we head into a new year? Well, maybe as you sort of take stock of your life, you come to the realization that lately you haven't been feeling yourself. You're down. You're stressed. You're worried. You're frustrated. You're feeling lonely. And maybe you think that Mary's boy can help. Maybe you think that time talking to Jesus, time in God's word will make you feel better. And maybe it will, but it might not. And so maybe putting the label of a therapist on that drawer that Jesus is inside isn't the best idea. Or maybe as you take stock of your life, you realize that there are some bad habits that it's finally time to kick. There are some ways in your life in which you need to be a much better person. I mean, that's the case with all of us, right? And maybe you think that Mary's son can help. And so the label that's on the drawer that has Jesus inside is the label coach. Someone who tells you how things are supposed to go and inspires and motivates you to do it. And maybe spending time with Jesus in his word will do just that. But it might not. Or what about as you take stock of your life, you realize that, that lately it seems like the kitchen sink has been getting thrown at you. Nothing is going right, and you need things to turn around. You need the unexpected bills to stop. You need that promotion or that raise to finally arrive. And maybe you think that Mary's son can help. And so the label that's on the drawer that has Jesus inside is the label genie. And maybe this year he will grant all of your wishes. But he might not. Now, none of those labels is completely inappropriate for putting on the drawer that has Mary's son inside. In fact, maybe the greater danger is that if that's how we label the drawer where he is, well then, what happens when all of a sudden we're feeling great and we're behaving exactly how we're supposed to and everything in our life is going well? Do we not need to open the drawer anymore? No, instead the drawer, the, the label that was actually put on the drawer that has Mary's son inside is that drawer labeled Jesus. Savior. A label that makes it very clear that Jesus is not just at our disposal for select times in our life when we might need him. So in 2023, when do you need to open that drawer? The drawer labeled Savior. Well, only every single time that you sin, again, in spite of your best efforts, and there is a burden of shame and guilt weighing on your shoulders that you need to be lifted. And you need to open that drawer only when it seems like evil 
is advancing all around you and encroaching on every aspect of your life. When it seems like the lies of the devil are winning out against the truth of God's word and the temptations in your life are overpowering you and there are people that you love whose souls you are concerned about and you need to be assured that Jesus holds complete power over the devil. And you need to open that drawer only when in 2023, someone you love dies. A wonderful thought to think about on the first day of the year, right? But let's be honest, the odds are pretty decent. And you need comfort that that goodbye, painful as it might be, is only temporary. And that grave that now holds your loved one is one day going to let them go. Only then do you need to open the drawer that says Savior on it, which is to say, only all the time. Jesus is not just the kind of Savior who's at our disposal when we think we need him. No, his name, that label, connects him to us permanently as our perfect substitute and Savior. So in a certain sense, this name Jesus is given is sort of like a label. It lets us know exactly who he is and what he came to do. And yet a name is not just a, a label. A name isn't just something that helps us identify something or, or think about it or know what it is. A name is actually meant to be spoken. A name is meant to be used. And that's why one little detail that Luke brings out is so very important. You see, Luke doesn't tell us that when Jesus was born, he had this special birthmark on him, or maybe even a tattoo on his arm that said Jesus on it. He doesn't tell us that a special birth certificate sort of floated down from heaven and it, it said Jesus right there, or even that Jesus was nothing more than the word Mary wrote on his lunchbox when he went off to his first day of kindergarten. No, Luke tells us that this is the name that Mary and Joseph actually called him. Just like this was the name that the angel had called him when Mary first found out that she was going to have a child. Well, that seems kind of obvious, right? Why is that so important? Well, on Friday of this past week, my family and I had the opportunity to go to the Milwaukee Bucks game. And through some family connections, through Lindsay, who is my wife, by the way, through some family connections, through Lindsay, the kids and their cousins actually got to be right on the court during warm-ups and the starting lineups. And even Lindsay, who is my wife, by the way, got to go on the court for a little bit before the game. Quite the experience for all of them. As you might imagine, that experience comes with some rules. You couldn't just run out onto the court. You couldn't grab a ball and take a shot. You couldn't touch any of the players. You couldn't go over to them and try and slap a high five or bump chests or give them a big hug. All of which makes a lot of sense, I suppose. But one rule that was a little bit interesting is that you also weren't allowed to address the players by name. When you think about it, it makes sense. A name is more than just a label. A name is something you actually speak, and when you speak it, it actually does something. When you say someone's name, hey, Giannis, it's like this little hook. It's like this little handle that you can use to grab onto them and get their attention. 
In fact, you don't even have to be the two-time MVP of the NBA for this to work. Even if I were walking through the concourse of the Pfizer Forum, surrounded by hundreds and thousands of people, convinced that the only people I knew were the people that I were with, and all of a sudden someone said, Hey, John, I would stop. It would immediately get my attention. That's what a name is for. That's what a name does. And so this name that is applied to Jesus, it's much more than just a label, more than something that helps us realize that Jesus is more than a therapist or a coach or a genie, but that he is our Savior. It's also a name that God very much wants us to use, to speak, to hear. And when it comes to this name, there are no rules or restrictions. In fact, as we heard in today's first reading, the entire reason God ever reveals any of his names to us is so that those names would be spoken and so that we would be blessed when they do. So maybe if Jesus is the Savior that we need only all the time in 2023, then maybe Jesus is also the name that we should be speaking and we should be hearing only all the time in 2023. I can assure you, the more you do, the more you will be blessed by it. Like, for example, when you speak that name to him, it blesses you with the assurance that you have him, that you've grabbed onto him, that you have his undivided attention and personal care, no matter what you might be going through, no matter what you might be struggling with, using that name assures you that whatever is on your mind is also on his. Or when we use that name together with others. For example, when we are gathered here on a Sunday morning, like we are today, like we will be every Sunday morning, or when you are having a conversation with a good friend about something that she's really struggling with. Or you're talking with one of your children about some difficulty that they're going through in school. Using the name of Jesus in those settings brings Jesus into the conversation. It has the same effect it would have on you if you were at a New Year's Eve party and you were on one side of the room. And all of a sudden from the other side of the room you heard some really good friends use your name. You'd maybe go over there and say, what are you guys talking about? I thought I heard my name. When we use the name Jesus in our conversations, it blesses those situations and those interactions with the power of Jesus' presence. It brings him into the conversation. And so yes, Jesus is a name that unites him with us, as our substitute and savior, it's also a name that unites us with him. It gives us that hook, that handle to grab onto him any time that we want. Which also then makes it the most important name, the most important label that we could possibly apply in 2023. The other labels will have to wait. 365 days from now, you'll be able to tell 
what labels to apply to 2023, best or worst, success or failure, same, different, start, finish, those labels can wait. But Jesus' name is a label that already right now, just nine hours into 2023, we know that we want to use as early and as often as possible. Amen.